The Neo Reality Entertainment brand expands with a relaunch of the Neo Reality Collective Pop Culture News Talk. Your host, Eric Brown, gives his insights and thoughts in the ever-expanding news world of comic books, professional wrestling, gaming, TV, and movies. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa. Today's edition of Neo Reality Collective is brought to you by Anchor.fm, a free distribution service podcasting hosting platform that allows you to record your podcast on your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so much more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor.fm app or go to Anchor.fm to get started today. Thank you and enjoy the episode. Welcome everyone to Neo Reality Collective Pop Culture News and Reviews Talk. And I'm your host Eric Brown and today we're covering Avengers X-Men Eternals Judgment Day Issue 2, finally. <laughs> oh god. The event's over for the most part and yet I'm still talking about it. Oh, uh, what I get for wanting to read on Mortal X-Men content. So... When we last left off, the Hexes were coming, and Exodus was going on to throw his massive fist towards one of them, as the Quiet Council prepares to wage war against the Eternals. And after preventing assassination attempts on the on the uh, on the five, so at least rental prices will go down. So yeah, the Avengers have assembled. They're preparing to fight fight the Eternals who have decided to basically kill the mutants and <laughs> meanwhile uh, there is a sub-faction a schism from within the Eternal Society that plan to build a god within a few hours yes uh, th- this is happening to try and stop the war before it gets really out of control more than it already has so that's where the issue picks up. We follow, and the six people that are being brought in about this—they're more like perspective characters who give their interpretation on everything going on. Some are young, some are old, some are in the middle, and some have personal story connections. But moving on from that part, uh, <laughs> oh god, uh, the Avengers helping the X-Men after what happened last time when the Avengers and X-Men fought. Oh god, considering how Destiny foresaw a future where the Avengers and the X-Men battle for like the sixth time, which should ask you what the hell happened the other four times. Okay. And we're also going to have another event comic with Sins of Sinister. There's like that's like their own version of of Age of Apocalypse, but you know with Sinister at the helm. Because jolly gee whiz, Sinister needs to have his moment in the sun more than he already has. So yeah, the Quiet Council, the mutants of Krakoa, they are prepared to wage war in the battlefield and are preparing to. Oh God, Mars has been destroyed. Um. Okay, that could be a problem. 
No, don't worry. In the pages of X-Men Red, Magneto just has a hole in his chest and he just shrugs that off like an inconvenience. That, that only in only in comic books, superhero comic books, you couldn't expect that. But after this ad break, we're going to go ahead and tune in to reading, checking out Avengers X-Men Eternals Judgment Day Issue 2 and see how the war starts in its fullest drive with the hexes involved. We'll be back after these messages. All right, everybody, let's dig right into ooh, Judgment Day Issue 2 and finally get a grip of what's going on and how on earth is this going to be Tony Stark's fault somehow. We cut to London seeing um, Tom. Yeah, that's all he is. He's, he's Tom. He's brushing his teeth and whatnot. As we hear perspective viewpoint from an unknown figure, drugs... Declaration of War echoes across the world. Tom has a mouth full of the taste of mint. He nods. Good for the Eternals. Someone had to do something. Ah, yes, because genocide is the most favorable term to deal with mutants. In five minutes, he sleeps soundly. Then we come to Vancouver. Katrina fires out a supportive tweet. She gets a lot of positive interaction. It will be an hour before the bigots come out. Well, that would be surprisingly slow for them. Usually the biggest are the first to respond. She wishes the retweets could be a shield above Kakoa. She knows it's not. The solidarity is a power too. Yeah. Now we cut to Mumbai. Arjun has lived a long time, even before the age of marvels. He survived disasters, personal, national, worldwide. He hears the hex and shrugs. The heroes will save us. They always do. Uh, so at least he's the only one that's actually like, uh, I've been around for a long time. I've been here since even before the Age of Marvels. This is practically normal for me at this point. I give up. Meanwhile, San pa- Sao Paulo. Oh, Danielle doesn't even stop disaster happening. Bad. Getting a non-five-star rating would be worse. Power yesterday, she was thinking it would be nice to be immune. Free everything, beaches, immortality... Today, she's reminded of the downside. Still, part of her thinks it was nice that the Eternals told me. (sighs) Then we cut to New York, where the protesters are now jamming it out for the Eternals to kill all the mutants. Jada always raised her child to respect the mutants. We're all on the same side. Now her child is dead, and it turns out the mutants were ever only on their own side. Oh no, the mutants are so fed up with humanity trying to kill them all the time. How dare they think for themselves for once. Wait. Yeah, see, this is the issue I have. I don't like the humans. Like, like when Dirge told them, we're going to kill all of them essentially because excess deviation or some nonsense like that. They cheered and were glad that these people who go ahead and just have their own thing are are gonna get killed in the most brutal way possible, and you're left wondering why am I a, it feels bad to be human in the Marvel Universe because you're basically having to be compared to the bigots and psychopaths who went ahead and cheer for genocide. And that's saying a lot. But Jada, however, knows that... Yeah, this is a little too far, but genocide? No. Never. She looks around. These aren't her people either. 
Oh, yes, finally. Just Toki realizing, like, oh, yeah, your child's dead. Sorry to hear that. But, uh, yeah, I'm not gonna, like, wish for the death of mutants. Yokohama. Kenta's parents are worried about a tidal wave hitting them. Kenta doesn't care. Later, he changes his name to Hex Blaster and his favorite shooter. He gets kicked off for insensitivity. He laughs. Six people, they are all important. Remember, everyone is important. So, we cut back to Krakoa, where Exodus is prepared to fight the, fight the Hex and yell out, Avant, Eternal Beast! With everyone looking at him like he's gone crazy, I don't think he's going to listen, Exodus. It is only the right to issue a challenge before a duel. I'm not the barbarian, Gene. No, you're, you're just a guy who, who's, who decreed that Hope is the Messiah and goes ahead and says that Jesus is weak. Seriously, um, wouldn't that kind of a, be a bigger deal to talk about? Like, they're just casually saying that the Son of God is a mutant and therefore Christianity is a massive lie in the Marvel Universe. You would think that would be more important to talk about. So yeah, so yeah, we never follow up on that. And Exodus punches the Hex. On guard! It's awesome. Scott, our resident religious nut powerhouse, got one off the island. How's it going? Well, uh, that one punch somehow beat the, beat the hell out of the Hex. Badly, I should have written protocol for skyscraper-sized centaur that generates its own attack fauna. Why do I always miss the obvious things? This was the obvious things? Dude, you were fighting sentinels for a few, for a long time. You would think there would be like bigger towered creatures there's in the world, like you know, Galactus. We need a hand, and then the, then we see a shield hit one of the hexes. How can we help? The Avengers have arrived. Hooray, we're saved. Meanwhile, Isis says has to use his god head. Use his insanity. Tell them to leave or die. We need not a people untouched by the grace of God. You do realize this is the end of days for the Krakoan Empire, so I think we need all the help we can get. But even G's pointing this out. Interesting take, but the war captains are in charge. Magic? The Avengers want to help kill these bastards? The more the merrier. You want to assemble the Quiet Council and have a vote? Feel free, Exodus. Until then, Krakoa welcomes the Avengers. Welcome aboard. Things are bleak. Yeah. We both seem bleaker. We'll get through this, and the whole world will see us staying together. Plus, Iron Man's working on a peaceful solution. Yeah, it's just involving building a god. I'm like, I'm pretty sure even Exodus would be at this point thinking, What the hell? We have hours to reanimate a space god and ask it to tell its grumpy kids to quit it. I guess I have to be some kind of super genius to pull that off. He's going to be as green as Bruce when we do it. Yeah, where is he? Shouldn't he help construct the gods since, you know, he tends to travel more than Tony Stark? I have plans, but we need a great many things, including luck. And a penance who has transgressed against the Celestials and stolen knowledge from the gods. Ah, penance. Oh, woe is me. Now I understand why you kidnapped me. I feel so responsible and guilty. Of course. Or shall help. It's my planet too. Literally, it's my planet. And you're all cockroaches. 
Where shall we start? With a prayer to, under, to the underpinning fundaments of reality. This is a holy task. Ugh. Also, I got a question, a sinister here. Um, why is his hair receding in this artwork? Like, Valerio Skeety is a phenomenal artist and the colors are great too. It's just that in the first issue, he looked pretty normal, but in the but in other issues, he looks like he's having a receding hairline to the point that I'm convinced Baron Corbin from WWE is going to try and out-compete with him when he gets his hair back whenever that happens. Well, like, if it does, I don't know. But, it, yeah, I, I'm convinced that I'm just confused more along the lines of why his, why his hair is now receding in this. What are the objectives? Most mutants are non-combatants. We get them to the defensive bolts. The Eternals are also trying to destroy our method of reincarnation. If they take that down, they win. Just handle the hex and help get the people to safety. We'll protect resurrection. On it. But even now, still keeping secrets? Cyclops, after everything we've been through, I wished you told us. Oh, God damn it! Okay, Cap, um... I, I, I want to point this massive thing out. Weren't you protecting someone who committed genocide on the mutants in House of M? <laughs> and also, the fact that this is state government secrets, you're asking him to reveal government secrets. It's one thing when... when when the news found, looked into it and someone else told them and that wasn't a mutant to part Krakoa it was Orcus uh, they at least had to go they at least had the information they need they just needed all but confirmation from the mutants and they could just and they couldn't really deny it at that point here Ben Yorick here Captain America is like you should have told us you were resurrecting your people and Ben Yorick is probably thinking, I did all my investigative research, I even got my memory erased for a little bit, and you should, and there, and the fact that I revealed government state secrets of a foreign nation, I'm surprised we haven't started World War Mutants. Heck, even Cyclops implicates this stuff by saying, after everything, how could we? Yeah, implicating the whole event that happened between them with the Avengers and the X-Men. Meanwhile, Captain Marvel helps Dan fight one of the hexes. Something this big should be intangible half the time, that's actively rude. Hey, uh, this is Jean Grey. With Namor's help, we, we mobilized the firing Minotaur at the bottom of the sea. It's primed for a coup de grace. Air support, can do. On my mark, Avengers, three, two, ooh, Imperius Rex. And one, and, and sure enough, that. And Namor's kill has been taken. That was mine! You dare touch what is Namor's! Good work. Its armor is weakening. We can take it from... And the Philippines starts to get flooded. Oh, hell. Cries for help. We've done serious damage to the mantle. Earthquakes, vents, tidal waves. Wait, you, you broke the Earth's mantle crust? Mantle layer? I think that implies something more deeper. Thousands are gonna die. Philippines, Papu, Papu, or Nugena. 
tsunamis heading towards the east coast of the USA, Australia, Japan, and then Cyclops gives the order, go if, go. If you deal with the fallout, that's one less problem for us to worry about. Captain America thanks him, saying, thank you, Scott, you're heroes. One day, people will see you as you really are. Um, I would like to point out this, this, this will never happen. Because if that was ever going to happen, then there wouldn't be an X-Men needed. That's the problem here. If I, not the, here's the thing I've been long wanting to say this when it comes to end of the world universes we go to with timeline events where we get a, oh, Cyclops doesn't, doesn't continue his love with, with Emma Frost and instead uh, kind of just gives up on life and it leads to the end of the world. Um, how do I say this delicately? What's the point in caring about any of these characters if every future is going to end badly? No matter what happens, because the mutants are an intrinsic part of the Marvel Universe, somehow that dooms all of reality. At least the Legion of Superheroes in DC's universe gives the indication that hope wins in the air, and even when there's the great disaster. So yeah, Exodus, after seeing the Avengers lead to, you know, help the rest of the world, uh... Oh, man. He decides to be a jackass about it. See this council? It is good to have a reminder. They abandon us. Nightcrawler points out the obvious. That's unfair. That is accurate, child. Oh, Destiny, stop it. Don't help your wife with the massive guns. I see the future, and I remember the past. We stand alone. We always did. Do we stand alone? We shall see. Elsewhere, others strive to make me stand. Yep. This is not... Oh dear, how do I explain this delicately? So what we've been hearing since the first issue of the event was that this is the Celestial God talking. Yeah, when I first read this, I was like, okay, I could probably believe that because maybe the god is somewhat active still, but can't really do anything and it has minor precognitive abilities. Or this takes place after the event, which leads to multiple questions I have and how it could talk afterwards, but still, yeah. Arsum, the judge, the first of the Celestials, crashed the earth here, arms spread wide. The thumb is the is the thumb of judgment. The thumbprint of justice is harvested. The dreaming celestial stood here, promising a new age for the Eternals. It was here that it was subverted by Sinister. It was here that it was de detonated. Sister, a sense abandoned celestial silence. Unreliable, he snorts. He still knows enough to shit, to shift through the debris and to find shattered fragments of the heart of a dream. Huh. Wax philosophical. Odin planned for war against Celestials. The Destroyer was his weapon, crafted to stand against the impossible power of the Star Gods. It failed utterly and was torn asunder long, long ago. Well, um, Odin, you suck, don't you, at developing weapons of mass destruction. It speaks to Odin's gifts that it was not an easy task, even for them. Tiny fragments of the absolute power linger that they can use. 
Cersei is free and gathers the Eternals who stand against Drog. Science Smith Vanto starts assembling the rest of the East to explore the depths of Lumria. The city of the Deviants has faced Celestial Wrath more than any other. And the Haunted Abyss, they perform a seance and gather testimony from the slaughtered. It is not just love that makes the Celestial's heart beat. That's why they know it is not enough to make me live. They desire not just a Celestial, but one who would act as they wish. They want a better god. What does that mean? They argue. They devise. The right new scripture. The scripture is me. They are entirely successful. I will be a god in their image. Sometimes, literally, the man known as Tony Stark has been recently possessed by the power of cosmic. He piloted a dead celestial when the king wraithed in the black rule. King wraithed in black ruled the earth. Ah, thanks for reminding us that the king in black happened. His body still remembers. He will be a blueprint of more of my nervous system. Like Hank and Ultron, right? He said, and he laughs, as he often does. If I have a father, it is Tony Stark. So yes, they fight to give me life. And elsewhere, the mutants fight to bring death to the Eternal. We got a breach in his armor. His thoughts are leaking now. A sea. Cyan. She's called Cyan. What's the other one doing? I think all sisters. I think all sisters. The other is Phoeba, Phoeba, Reginix? They're alive. Phoeba's healing her sister. This is good news. One who lives can be killed. And if it lives, we can hope that there's a hell in which it can rife. Then Eonite storms the breach into the eternal celestial wall, castle walls. Exodus is being a supreme talent telekinetic potency as he tears at the eternal essence of his tormentor at a final moment he hears her voice Sion simply says what please don't and explodes but then mutant and eternal are both gone one down fine to go hope that's what we need correct hope at the core of the resurrection protocol don't worry, she's secure. Scott Summers may be a little overly literal, but he is not wrong. The dead mutants are gone, but briefly. There is a queue of 15 million to bring back, but warriors to save their paradise are prioritized. No time for peaceful mutants in wartime. We're all inside a pocket dimension. The machine that is Earth does what it does that it has done for, millions, for a million years. Exodus emerges with his mind as it was in his last backup. He's brewed psychically and returns to the fray. He remembers nothing of the conflict or the final offer of moments, the psychic anguish and communication. Cyan the Minotaur does. Tom watches the news. Orbital shots of the Krakoan War. Seriously, you should have called this the Immortal Wars. That would have been more cooler. Devastation half a world away. He turns to his wife and says, This is all the mutants' fault. We're showing them. Yeah, we're showing them by doing nothing and letting someone else solve our problems. His wife asks him who died and made him an eternal, and he laughs. Katrina is still tweeting. Arjun falls into the street. He's dead before he hits the ground. His life force has been taken by the machine to resurrect Cyan the Minotaur. 
This is the eternal secret. A life randomly taken to make them live again. No one else knows. Oh, I'm sure this is gonna end very badly if humanity ever found out. I mean, like, at least the mutants are just resurrecting their own with their powers, whereas the Eternals are literally siphoning the human life. Danielle is working her third job. She almost forgets the war until a tremor hits. She comforts the care the customers and hopes for a better tip. She does not linger upon cosmic apocalypse elsewhere. Who has time? Uh, yes, who has time to handle the cosmic apocalypse? I don't know. Jada sees people with newly painted signs hanging to protest. The mutants may have escaped death, but to see that? And scream for more death? There are those who think that equality is an equality shared misery. Equally shared misery. That's not what she wants, but what does she want? Not this. And there's and on one of the fan signs say Eternals are the cure for the mutants. Ah, I sincerely hope that God judges you badly. Kenta gets a blurred shot of Captain Marvel punching a tidal wave. Okay, that's awesome. Could we see that? No? Okay. It is a good day for Kenta. Unlike he has to go ahead and screw Tasei Naito out of the main events and have cost him everything. He has to grow up for that. He thinks not of death. He doesn't even think of life. Instead, he lives. And the beings of science and faith hope that I will too. We good, Fantios, Pantos? That's the last of the dimmer, dimmer magic conductors. Whenever we're ready. Okay, I know it's a little late to get jitters, but are we sure about this, Ajak? The Celestials have been kind of testy. They have been genocidal monsters, cruel and distant, unknowable. Oh, you're one of your turtles who are bad as, as subjects, right? Do not mistake my lack of levity with that of understanding. I refuse to make jokes at times such as this. Oh, then you're definitely never going to fit in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I am saying that I know the most important part was the soul. We have made a god more like us. The scripture is key. Wherever the god this god is, it will be the word made flesh. I still can't see why I couldn't add some thoughts in the main margins. Can I at least press the on button? No, the first cipher, the first chapter of the story will not suffer your vile touch. Oh, God. Oh, come on. Yeah, now that I understand what you did to the Dreamy Celestial, this is this bad blood is absolutely justified. What were you thinking? Oh, come on, Don Tony. Eat spoil sport. Your dad was much more chill. Sorry, I mean your adopted dad. However, if we're finished... If you're finished playing the ever-popular game of Monstering the Mutant, can we move on? My people are dying. Boo-hoo, etc., etc. Eh, at least Sinister's handling it well. Exodus, she's breached. Go for it. The mutants learn. As to the Eternals. Oh, hell, we'll work something out. Scott, how are the vaults? Secured. Plus, the X-Men have infiltrated the Eternal Armories and cut the Hex's power supply. They should be running down soon. Problem, the big green one combat combat fauna is messing with us. The gates aren't operational. Oh, and a hex opens up in the sky, revealing the Minotaur. One is back up. It's not attacking the island. What's it doing? No, the damage from earlier, it could, is going to bring the whole island down. 
We can't evacuate quickly enough. If we move to stop it, that leaves the other Hex free to hit the Vault or Arbor Magna. They'll kill everyone anyway. We... Oh, hell. As Nightcrawler... Or... As Nightcrawler... Or holds on to destiny, we hear the words, Please deliver us. A mutant praise for our god. He should be relieved. A god is coming. I live, therefore I judge. Cease! As the principles demand, and the hexes all leave. Ah, oh, well that was quick. Wait a second. How can this be a six-issue miniseries if the war is over right then and there? It worked! They're leaving Krakoa! We have wrought a great work here today. We have our god and our god is just. We will, people of Earth, listen. Ah, there it is! The screw job happens. You are bickering children. This planet is ruined. You have acted with unrelenting kindness to one another. You leave me no option. This is your judgment day. You have 24 hours to justify yourselves. You will be judged individually. You will be judged as a collective. If there is more that is just than wicked, you will live. If you are found lacking, there will be no tomorrow. See, you're all important. Every single one of you. And thus the comic ends, as I go ahead and finish this saying, Damn it, Tony! Because, let's be real, if Barry Allen is not rebooting the universe, Tony Stark is definitely destroying the universe. I mean, for, a event, for an X-Men Eternal War, somehow the Avengers get Tony Stark to somehow screw up even more. Like, the Eternals and the Eternals and X-Men, they were battling it out, duking it out until the end. And it looked like the Eternals were gonna win. Meanwhile, the Avengers are like, we will save you! Wait, no, never mind, we gotta save these other people. Tony Stark, you figure out a peaceful solution. Well, I just create I helped create a god, and now it's gonna kill us all. Uh goddammit. Damn it, Tony! Surprisingly, I'm not blaming Sinister for this. Seriously. The amount of war crimes Tony Stark has committed in the past 20 years alone is amazing. And the crimes against humanity as well. The very fact that he's not on the same level of treatment from the mutants are given by the human race is both showing a showcase of there is no true justice in the world and also uh, we are all fucked. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, th this is where the the whole event goes on. This is basically a massive justify yourself, liar. Where the guy will t will judge the people, the content of their character, and decide. Okay, you should live. You should die. You should live. You are good. You are bad. You are rotten to the core. Spider-Man, I don't know how I'm going to justify you because you made a deal with the literal Satan devil, a.k.a. Mephisto. The very fact that we still have that conversation is irritating. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, man. So, yeah. 
the event, the, the second issue is fun. Like, the content quality, the artwork is great. Sinister is just hilarious. And Tony Stark has doomed the reality. So that continues. <laughs> I have no idea how Tony Stark's going to make it through this afterwards. But we'll come back later. But this time we're going back to the tie-ins a little bit. We're going to talk about the other Karen Gillian miniseries he penned, part of this event, called Death to the Mutants. When in reality, you probably should have just made these the Eternal issues because they mostly focus on the Eternals. We'll be back after the. We'll be back next time on Neo Reality Collective, and the next episode will be produced soon. Um, is part of my little initiative to get a Sunday and sa- Saturday and Sunday episodes out, but we'll see how that goes depending on tomorrow. This is Eric Brown, your host Neo of Neo Reality Collective Pop Culture News and Reviews Talk, signing out, and we'll see you all again next time. Take care and stay tuned for this last ad break and outro. Peace. Be sure to donate to the brand and keep up to date with additional content on YouTube channels such as Neo Reality Entertainment, NRE The Wrestleverse, and NRE Pop Culture Omniversa.